Welcome to Straight From The Horse's Mouth, where we cut the BS and give you the truth all about sports. I'm Eric Radishel, hosting the show with my good friend, Bryce Old. What's up, what's up, what's up, people? We are back in the building for episode 36. A new year is upon us. Man, I cannot believe 2020 is over, man. You know, it's... it's <clears throat> I'm I'm actually falling out of that whole cycle. I, I'm I'm sorry, everyone. I'm not with that whole vibe of like New Year. I think if you want to start something, you just just do it the day of. You think about it, but it. I mean, I, you know, I'm not. I don't believe in the whole resolution thing. But it is nice to know, just because of everything that's happened, that this does feel good for everybody else. That maybe things, the 365 day period will be different and maybe a little bit lighter than the way it's felt. Though sadly, COVID has carried over into 2021. That is disappointing. I'm pretty sure depressing for a lot of people. Yeah, I um, yeah, but I guess it's one of the things where it's like, you know what? At this point, only thing we can do is just hope for the best. You know, like I said, the vaccine is out. Uh, it's it's a new it's a yeah. You, you're right. In theory, everything that's happened, like and like, you should have already started your progress as far as being, you know, new and different and all that kind of stuff. New year, new me. I hear you, but it does feel good to to somewhat put like 2020 in the past and in the rearview mirror. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It does it does feel good to have the switch over? All I know is I'm gonna be doing home gym for the next two weeks till all the guys who start quit because I hate going to a jam packed gym. So for the first two weeks, I'll probably do it all at home. And then once everybody leaves after two weeks and drops the resolution, then I'll go back. So I just, unless you guys are out there are really going to the gym and keep at it, try to do it the whole time. I know there's very few people that do it, but hey, man, you know, my, my best wish is to go out to you. Try to make it past that four-week mark. You'll be set. Right. And, uh, and it also, let me let me go on a little, uh, not rant, but uh, I reached out to Eric earlier today and I let him know I was pissed off. And he, he asked me why and I told, I told him I was going to wait till we got on the podcast because I want everybody to learn from my mistakes. Now, when it comes to selling clothes or selling shoes or buying shoes, whatever, I'm very, when it comes, let me rephrase it, when it comes to like buying like vintage clothes and stuff like that. I'm very particular where I get my stuff from, right? I go on eBay. I go on these other sites like Depop and Poshmark and Etsy and whatnot. Because going to some of these quote-unquote vintage sellers or resale shops in your actual area, they it sucks. Because they always screw you over. It's just like, if anybody ever seen the TV show Pawn Stars, it's just like that. Except ten times worse. Right. So today I had some st- I, I I had some stuff in my house. You know I'm trying to like clean out some shoes and some some shirts that I that I know I for a fact I won't ever wear. I'm like you know what I didn't even want to make money from them. Right, Eric. I just wanted to just get a trade. I wanted to trade. Okay. So I go to this place. Right, my cousin. So barter. You want to barter? Right. I go to this okay. place that my cousin recommended a years back. I follow them on Instagram. They, they, they've changed up their whole thing. They got a bigger store, more inventory. I'm like, cool. Let me go in there. I'm thinking, now, Eric, mind you, right, in my opinion, this is my opinion, because the stuff I was giving them, I was getting, I don't have no lame, sh- you know, stuff. I got some heat. I, I was going to give them these uh, Nike Dunk Lows. I was going to give them some shoes from Fear of God, which is like a streetwear luxury type of brand. I had a, a vintage Led Zeppelin 
tour shirt from like 1995. It's authentic. It's real. I had a Kanye West tour shirt from a couple years ago from the Life of Pablo tour. And I also had this vintage uh, Wayne Gretzky L.A. King shirt from the 90s. So I had some. Give me some of that stuff. So I had, well, had I known, had I known what I know now, I would have just gave it to you for free. At least I know what it got put to better use. Um, so I, I'm, so to be, to be, in my opinion, this again, this is my opinion. Overall, the value to me of everything that I gave them, in my opinion, was like six hundred bucks. In my, you dreaming, bro? You dreaming? <laughs> huh? You dreaming, bro? I can tell you right now, you dreaming. No, 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 no. Well, I'm based, but Eric, I was basing that off. Mind you, I, I wasn't I wasn't going in there blind. I was basing this off what I've seen on like I did the same thing they were doing. Like when you send them stuff, like when you go to like the top and desk, like, all right, this is what I want to trade or whatever. They go they go on their websites and they do the same thing. So I was doing the same thing. I went online. All right, okay, the Nike Dunk Lows, they're selling for like two hundred and fifty bucks. Okay, that's two fifty. Um my my fear guys, they're selling for about two eighty, three hundred bucks. My uh, tour shirt, Led Zeppelin, that's vintage. That's selling for like one fifty. The um the, the Wayne Gretzky shirt to me, I told them they can they can out forty bucks, forty fifty bucks. And then the Kanye West tour shirt, thirty bucks, whatever. So that's about six. That's about six hundred dollars. So I'm in my head. I'm thinking that's good enough for a minimum in my eyes. A good pair of shoes, preferably some Yeezys, and another vintage shirt. That's what I was going in my head. I'm giving up like five things for two things, man. Why, why, why? When I go up in this place, man. First off, they they didn't even want to. They asked me about the uh, the shoes, right? They was like, "When'd you get these shoes?" I'm like, oh, "I bought them. I, I literally bought these like in November. And I worn them one time. I'm like, oh, I bought them by November." Then they asked me about the Wayne Gretzky shirt. I'm like, oh, I got that back in May. I've only worn it once. It really didn't fit that good on me or whatever. They didn't even bother to ask me about the other stuff. They, you know what I'm saying? They, they First, they tell me between the Dikey Dunk Lows and the Wayne Gretzky shirt, they can give me $145 for them. That's it. Like they like, oh, we can give you $145. i am like, okay, here they on, they on bullshit early. Then they say, you know, and then first they tell, and then they tell me when it comes to the other stuff, well, we're going to, we'll, 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 we'll hold it to you and then we'll give you like an estimate. I'm like, I, you're not about to hold my clothes. You know what I'm saying? And give me an estimate. You ain't got my phone number. Like, so I say it to say I was up there and, and I was like, you know what? I just want to get rid of these shoes. I don't want to no more. I'm about to cost myself in excess of 200 bucks. So I just gave in the damn shoes and, the, uh, and a Wayne Gretzky shirt for 145 bucks. Mind you, I paid like 287 or 300 for the Nike Dunk Lows, and I paid about close to 100 bucks for the Wayne Gretzky shirt. So I lost about you a better mathematician than me. So I lost about 200 some bucks today. So you just kept, the, but you just kept. And what about the shirts? You just kept them and took the 145. Yeah, I took the 145. Um, and I took everything else back. Um, I'm going to just try to sell it on my own, but it pissed me off, man. I was, and my phone cracked today on top of that. That's a bummer. That's a, bummer. That's a real big bummer. That's probably the worst part. <laughs> how come, and how come when, when phones crack, when you loot, when you drop your phone, it never falls on the back. It always falls on the screen. You don't have a case? 
Man, that's what my mama say. I, yeah, my mama said the same thing. You in the case? Screen protector. I, 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 I know. I took it off. I, I took it off. And mind you, I'm probably like I'm probably I'm probably like mind you, I'm probably like a month or two away from upgrading. And I was gonna I was gonna use, but I was gonna use my phone to as part of the upgrade. I'm like, oh, I can trade this in, get some taken off, upgrade to be well, easy. Nope, not anymore. Wait, 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 wait. Let me explain. What, who who do you have for service wise? Verizon. Okay, now are you at the end of your installment plan for that phone? I was close to it. I'm close to it. Because if that's the case, you keep the phone. You can't trade it in for any discount. Yes, you can. No, you can't. Yes, I can't. Did it with my last phone. That, how many years ago was that? Uh, 2018. You maybe people out there can change that, but I worked for phones for like two years, my man. Once you reach the end of your installment plan, I have two iPhone. I have an iPhone X and an iPhone 11. I could not have traded that in to get any discount on my previous phone. And it also depends on what kind of phone you get. So I, I think that things have changed the last two years that you wouldn't have been able to do that. I could be wrong, but as far as I'm aware, that's not how that works anymore. But hey, I, I mean, I have AT&T. I did sell AT&T, Verizon, and Sprint, but maybe I'm wrong. I guess it really doesn't matter anymore, though, does it? Because it's correct. Yeah. I mean, you could be right. I, I mean, you could, you could pay to get it fixed. And see, I mean, that might cost. I mean, that might cost you as much as you might get taken off. So, may not be worth the investment. Yeah, nah. I think I'm gonna just buy a new phone in a couple of months and keep it pushing. But uh, yeah. Sorry about that rant. I just had to get that out the way. So the moral of the story is: don't trust these resale places. Do your own. Uh, sell stuff on your own. Post it on your own. You'll get all. You'll you'll make most of the profit. Obviously, because you got to split the profit with the website you're going through but it'll be much easier you won't feel used and abused and like you got played so um and also uh with that being said with it being 2020 obviously i gotta have i gotta have the song of the day song of the day is gonna uh, i'm sorry song of the episode song of the episode is gonna be uh mass it's by asap ferg featuring uh anthropantha it's a good song uh it's a lit song for hopefully what's gonna be a lit year uh, I know Eric. You want to give a shout out before we lit, before we go into this thing. Go ahead and give you a shout out. Yeah, um, everyone knows I'm a Bucks fan, but this one has uh, meaning to it this time. I want to shout out to the Bucks. They hit 29 threes against the Heat a couple days ago, set a new NBA record for most threes hit by a single team, which was previously 26 set by the Rockets. Rockets to 2018, Bucks hit 29 against the Heat. They took they won by uh, 47 points. So I want to shout out to them. Love watching that game. That game was a fun watch, but. That's real quick. We'll jump right into it now. Um, and today, because we are recapping, we, or today because it's 2021, we're going to recap the big events from 2020. Just we want to go over, give people a shout out, give people credit where it's due. And because, you know, now that we're starting things new, it's going to be a whole fun year. But we, want, we just kind of want to look back on the good things that happened in 2020, the bad things that happened, and then some of the things that were just ugly. First thing we're gonna start with now, we're gonna start with the good. We're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna jump right into it. The first thing we want to talk about is we're gonna shout. We just want to shout out to the champions, everybody. Basketball, you know, the Lakers got their is it seventeenth now, Bryce? Yes, seventeenth is that above the Celtics? I can't remember. I don't have that stat for me. I, I should have tied um, them. Uh, they're tied for the Celtics now with the most championships in NBA history. 
baseball, the Dodgers finally got that W. Bryce, you can celebrate that however you do it. But the Dodgers got their first World Series now for, for a long, long time. And then the Chiefs, unfortunately for me, did win the Super Bowl this year. Shout out to Patrick Mahomes, Super Bowl MVP, beat my 49ers. You know, I love playoff sports just in general. Just, just by you know, basketball, baseball, whatever it is. I love playoff sports. So much more intense than just the regular thing. Um, disappointed the Lakers won the finals because I was hoping for my other team. But I think LeBron deserves another ring. And I'm happy he got it. I, uh, I couldn't agree more. Um, again, LeBron James once again proving that he is – as as I predicted, it still is the best player in the NBA. Won another championship with another franchise. So add that to the resume. Uh, Anthony Davis got his first championship in his first season with the Lakers. Uh, it just felt good to see the Lakers back on top. Obviously, it had been a, a decade since we had seen them. You know, with, with, with uh, hosting up the Larry O'Brien Trophy. So it was it was cool to see. Um, Shout out to the Miami Heat as well. They definitely did their thing. They were obviously they were shorthanded with Dragic being hurt and with Bam missing a couple games. And uh, Jimmy Jimmy Butler definitely earned my respect, no doubt. Uh, he balled. He, he played his heart out. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it was good to see the Lakers do their thing, man. Yeah, it's it's really interesting if you really look at it. The Lakers and the and the Celtics, you know, those, those are the two big dynasties that have kind of lived forever, and they really don't. They're never really that bad. They might not win championships year after year, but they're they're never bad year after year. Like the Lakers missed the playoffs, but LeBron was hurt. The Celtics, after the whole you know big three or four kind of broke up, they got some new young guys in there, and now they're back to being a threat in the East. So it's just it is crazy how winning stays with some. Like when it comes to the Lakers or Celtics, historically, winning is in their blood. Pure. Nah. No, I ain't gonna say it all that. There was some Celtics teams in the '90s and, and in the early 2000s that were that were flat out trash. I, I get that, but they still have 16 championships and, and they still got. I mean, they still got one in the, in, in 2007. I'm just saying, they still they, they there's never been a drought like with some of these other teams. You know, the, the Charlotte Hornets have never been to a finals. You know, the, the Washington, the the Jazz have never won a finals. There's plenty of teams that you know that have never won or even been to the finals. Despite how long they've been into the in, into the, in the NBA, and then there's teams that every now and then, whether it takes a decade or so, they still get a ring. That's, I, I'm not so I'm not knocking the I understand the '90s and Celtics and the Lakers have had some bad moments, but for a long time, I'm just saying these teams simply still find ways to win. It's in their blood. They don't hang up conference championships in 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 uh, in the garden. They only hang up championship banners. It's just the thing they do. That's all I'm saying. Right, and um, and uh, and little and also so, well, even though this was going to happen anyway, but it, it was kind of cool to see that the once again the Michael Jordan Lebron James uh, conversation got started up again uh, because Lebron won another championship. So we got the we got the experience those debates yet again. Um, so yeah, it was good to see that. Um, it was good to see the purple and gold, man. It was good to see that. And, and they and they have more. I mean, and every year LeBron gives them more reason to, though. Unfortunately, I mean, as much as sometimes I'm a hater, he every year he wins a ring, he gives himself a little bit more credit to be in that debate. With, with I mean, he's in that debate anyway. But I mean, more 
traction in the fact that he could be. I mean, he's only got four. Jordan's got six. Whatever you want, to, you know, however you want to compare it. But the point is, every time he gets a ring, he does get a little bit closer to saying, you know, you know, Jordan one, Kobe two, LeBron three. Maybe not. Maybe you want, you know, maybe you, those top three now you can really play around with however you feel, just because based on preference. But we'll move on from that. Um, I do want to shout out to Patrick Mahomes, really young quarterback. Um, you know, fell short last year as in 2019 but 2020 he came and got his business done he's he's a young quarterback who won the MVP um previously now with that new contract he's got a ring to it and and he's gonna be one of those teams that people just hate now because they're so good I think I think you know depending on how I mean obviously it may take another Super Bowl that he gets to but I feel like Patrick Mahomes is gonna be like that Tom Ray that person that you dislike because he wins so much I don't know. There are certain there there are certain guys who get that who get that tag placed on them. I don't see Patrick Mahomes being one of those guys. Like like Michael Jordan, people still liked him. He got he okay, had fans in the other buildings. Didn't like him though. It was more it was more people like Tom Brady. There are people who literally did not like Tom Brady and the Patriots. Like they're like primarily because of the, the how cold Belichick was personality wise, the cheating stuff that they've had. So it, it it was just like it was a lot with the Patriots, but I, I don't know. There's nothing right now. If you look at the Chiefs, I, I mean, there are two things that people like. They have a, a, a cool, good-looking quarterback, and they got a cool-ass team. The the whole team from top to bottom are just a bunch of cool dudes. It's hard to root against them. I, I'll give you credit on that. Yeah, there's a lot of more like saltiness that comes with the Patriots, but I'm just saying after a while, depending on how many he goes to. I, th- I feel like he can still develop the fact where it's like, okay, we don't want to see, you know, we, we want more diversity. I'm, that's all I'm saying. People, like, after a while, Steph's a cool, you know, the, the Warriors and the Cavaliers, you know, they were kind of done with seeing that all the time. So I'm not saying that they hate him right now and that he's hated on already. No, that's not what I'm saying. But I just feel like he's going to be that guy that's always going to be there every year and the AFC's going to, maybe AFC people dislike him the most. But, you know, after like three or four Super Bowl appearances, if he does have a, I'm going to want to see a new face in there. That's all I'm saying. In fact, but in the history, I don't think I don't think he will be as hated as the Tom Brady Patriots kind of group. Because I agree, they're not they're not as salty as that. All I'm saying is that I don't know. You know, people get really salty about seeing one player too many times. In fact, in fact, in the history of sports, the only teams that I uh, felt like got a lot of vitriol were the Patriots because of stuff I've said, the Warriors because of how they kind of started to dominate um, between their playing style and the mm-hmm. fact that they added Kevin Durant. And mo- probably the only other team I could probably think of maybe were like the um, maybe the 49ers uh, because they kept winning maybe with, with Joe Montana. But even then, I feel like people like them, so I don't even want to say that. But every other championship – oh, no, not, not the Niners. Take that back. The Spurs. The Tim Duncan Spurs because they were boring. But uh, every other team, the, York, <laughs> the, the Niners – the Larry Bird Celtics, the Jordan Bulls, even the 90s Cowboys, like the Lakers with Shaq and Kobe. People don't mind. Like there are certain teams where like that win, like people don't like the people don't like the pitches that when they won. But there are certain teams that when they win, people are like, cool. I like this team. They cool. Like if I had to, if my team didn't win, if I had to pick a team to root for besides my team, I wouldn't mind picking that team. I, I think the Chiefs are going to be there. I think people are going to be like, you know what? This team was kind of cool, and Reed's kind of goofy-looking dude with the like a mad scientist. You know what I mean? Like a mad scientist over there. 
You know what I mean? So it's like he got that peaky in the brain thing going on over there. So it's like I think people like them. I guess I'm just salty because we lost. I huh? I'm just salty. I guess I'm just salty because we lost in a, in the Super Bowl for the second time in my lifetime. I, I never got to see the Niners win a Super Bowl in their lifetime. They've been there twice and have dropped it both times. So that's well, depressing. Hmm. But um, this is all about good stuff. So shout out to uh, Sarah Fuller. She is the first woman kicker to play in the Big Five Conference. Um, I mean, there's been a lot of, you know, how good is she really? But the fact is she is a D1 athlete, and she is playing on the team as a kicker. And I think that is, for women and for sports in general, is just incredible. No no, no doubt about it, man. Um, just another barrier broken. Another barrier broken. Uh, does that mean that we're going to start seeing women drop back and throwing dimes, uh, you know, 45-yard dimes, touchdowns? I don't know. Who knows? But it's nice to, to know that there are no limits. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's nice to be reminded, even even on something as small as, as, as college sports, it's nice to be reminded every now and then today, you know what? To hell with what people tell you what you can and can't do. Just go out there and do it. And hopefully, let may the best man win. Or woman absolutely, in this case. Absolutely, absolutely. With time and dedication, I think I, I'm, I'm a big motivational guy. People that know me personally. I think you can honestly do anything without a doubt. So um, she's she's probably I, I guarantee she's not just like one of those people. I guarantee she put the work in. She you know she spends her time doing those things. You know she may not be like the greatest kicker of all time, but the fact that she is breaking that barrier, there's always got to be one person to set to open it up for everybody else. So she is you know just a, she's just a she's a what's that word I'm looking for? I mean, she's just a figure for everybody else now to say like you know she can do it. So. Everybody else can do it now as well. I mean, the, that she's gonna open up the whole sport in general for people now that can that think maybe they could they never would have had a chance. They can. So shout out to her for that. You know, I don't. I, you know, like I said, there's all the speculation about whether how good she is. That's not what we're talking about. She's a D1 athlete. People underestimate how good D1 athletes are. I think in general, and she's in a she's not just you know on a kicker on some like small D1 school. She's in a Big Five conference. It's a big deal. They wouldn't just throw anybody in there. So. Shout out to her for that. Anything else for you, though, on that, Bryce? Nah, I'm good. Shout out to Sarah Fuller. Keep doing big things in the future. Right. And then more on to woman, Becky Hammond will jump to her. Um, if everyone knows Greg Popovich, you know, took his, you know, took a step down. His wife passed away, you know, tragically a few years ago. You know, that was sad. And then after how many years was it? Was it 16? 16, 16 years, what? Years in the playoffs consecutively. Oh, uh, let me check. Let me check. I think it was 16 because I saw something about the king and the dynasty compared together. And I believe not total, but just 16 straight playoff appearances with five championships to Greg Popovich. But then 22. Ham- 22. Okay, never mind. It's 22 consecutive playoff appearances. And um, Becky Hammond stepped up and actually coached, head coached for the Spurs. Bryce. Yeah, yeah. Um, Greg Popovich, Greg Popovich, got kicked out of a game, and uh, and she was the next. Because now, obviously, when you get kicked out of a game, you're no longer the head coach. Somebody else, one of the assistant coaches or the associate head coach on the bench, had to step up and take that role. And luckily, this time it was Becky Hammond got the one and got the call, making her thus the first female to get that type of position on uh, in the NBA. And uh, it was cool to see because 
as anybody who will tell you, right? And and I saw this growing up, right? I used to think it was strange when I would we would like play AAU and we would play against these some of these teams. They would have like women coaches, like head coaches. I was like, I'm like, what? The, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like what? Like what? Like they got a woman head? Like what? What are they doing? But the older you get, you more you realize it don't matter. It really don't matter. You know what I'm saying? It don't matter if you played the game, didn't play the game, if you're a woman, if you're a male, it don't matter. If you know how to come up with a game plan, how to break down a game, how to teach the game at a high level, then you then you you're qualified. You know what I'm saying? Um, so it'd be nice to see going forward how if that kind of pushes more teams to include more women in like associate head coach, give them head coaching opportunities, not only in, in, in uh, NBA basketball, but even uh, men's college basketball as well. Yeah, and, and I think, it, you know, it kind of reminds me of that scene from Remember the Titans when when they, he gets everyone off the bus. He's like, listen up, I don't care if you're black, green, blue, white, or orange. I want all my, you know, and I think, you know, male or female, you know, regardless, everybody has that opportunity. So, you know, it doesn't matter if you're black, green, blue, white, orange, male, female. Um, there's there's even a the 49ers actually have a female offensive coordinator who sits up in the booth and she runs that. So I mean, there's a lot of women who are now opening up the eyes to other people that they can do a lot more in sports and football and, and basketball. Um, you know, the, the, the collegiate professional level, they're just as they can be just as big a part of it as anybody else. All right. I mean, they have the WNBA for a reason. I understand that's a little bit different, but I'm just saying as far as athletes and coaches, they have just as much opportunity and, and can be as smart as anybody else. And so shout out to Sarah Fuller and Becky Hammond, both women in these male dominated sports stepping up and, and being able to, to open it up for everybody else. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm like a hundred percent, like a feminist on issues, but I'm just saying I, I, I am supporting all of that. I, I don't, I think women definitely do have a place in sports. So shout out to those two. And another good, no doubt. Another, another good thing we want to talk about in 2020 is the protesting of sports. Mainly basketball did it, but football started back in 2016. But, um, you know, during the whole uh, Black Lives Matter movement, I definitely think that, as you know, they're figures. Athletes are figures as in the public eye as much as, you know, we can go back and forth on how much they should talk, whether they shouldn't talk. But when it comes to, you know, basketball being a, you know, you know, a black-dominated sport, if that's okay for me to say that, you know, softly, <gasps> Black dominated. You take that back. I'm just saying, you know, it's good for the for people who have an opinion to voice that out. Yeah. There. I mean, you know, obviously there was a little bit of heat because the Bucks didn't want to play, and then the other NBA teams, and then going back and forth between playing. But back to Colin Kaepernick even in 2016 to now with with basketball, what they did during their, you know, during when they restarted their season, it's just nice to know that these people aren't just gonna kind of stand by because you know they are athletes, and I think that may be a little bit above the law whether we like it or not they may get special treatment if they were to get pulled over versus somebody else but that they want to voice their concerns because i think people hear it a little bit more when that happens and i think that was a good thing that happened for the world in 2020 for the sports specifically i i couldn't agree more um it's nice when athletes use their platform and their leverage and we saw that played out this year like none other you know what I mean? Absolutely. The at, right. The, all these times, yes, these athletes, they, yes, they get paid a lot of money to do these cool things, and they get put, you know, what I mean? they get put on these pedestals. 
But far too often, and a lot of them really don't do it in a humanitarian type of way, right? Yeah, they got their little, you know, little, I'm sorry. Yeah, they got their uh, their philanthropic efforts that they do and their little, their, their found, I, can't, I guess I'm saying little, their foundations and whatnot. But when it comes to legitimate issues and putting their face and saying, this is wrong, we need to do something about this, We that, that had not been done consistently enough, in my opinion. And this year, to see it play out, to see these guys tell these tell the owners, hey, no, we're not about to just go out there and hoop and the world's falling apart around us. No. You know what I'm saying? This we need we want this done. If and if this isn't get done, you won't be seeing us playing and that's gonna hurt your pockets. What say you? What are you gonna do now? And it was nice to see them go out there marching with them. You know what I'm saying? We saw Malcolm Brogdon do it. We saw Jalen Brown do it. Saw DeMar DeRozan do it. Obviously, LeBron James. Countless other guys. We saw almost most of the NBA guys. And I don't want to just hold it to them as well. We saw guys in um, in the NBA. I mean, in the NFL step up. We saw uh, guys in the MLB step up. Guys in the NHL stepped up. You know what I'm saying? Michael Jordan even made a comment about uh, this. And he re- he rarely talks about You know, he's quiet. You know what I'm saying? Even he came out right. and made a statement. So... 2020 was definitely the put up or shut up year, and a lot of guys uh, refused to shut up, and that was good to see. Because like, I don't think people understand how important it is to understand that they do. Look, they're given a platform and they they use it. Because the thing is, is, we understand they have a platform, but they don't always use it. So that's the thing is, yes, they are special because they're athletes. We love to watch them, but when they actually take that platform and do apply it to do something good like that, especially when people expect it, that's to me the way it's hard with a lot of people because. You know, we don't really know these athletes on a personal level too, too much to know if they're good or bad people. But the fact that at least we can see that side of them to know that they have it, I think it just it does good for all sports. Just to know the people, they you know they do they do care, despite how much money they may make and think that they're different. They still do care, and I, and I think that was good for sports and all of it. Now, from there, comebacks um comebacks are always fun to watch we love when people come we, we love comebacks you know whether it's, you know it's during the game or people in general so alex smith quarterback for the washington redskins bryce i know you're very passionate about this so i'm gonna let you just run with it right now for a minute go ahead right and sorry eric don't mean it to uh to uh um to correct you but they are the washington football team oh, my, oh formerly you're right. no you're right you're right Formerly known as the uh, um, the Redskins, but uh, yeah, Alex Smith, as we all know, had that gruesome injury from a couple years ago. I was just talking about it with my dad. It was probably one of the worst injuries I've I've seen. It was up there with the uh, Gordon Hayward, Paul George, Kevin Ware injuries, as far as just how bad it looked, and to just see him refuse to quit because I've I've been there, right? I've I've injured myself, you know, among like a lot of other people, you know, when you go through something that's tough. And when you're told during the process, hey, that that thing you love, the thing that, that, you know what I mean, that made you who you feel like you are as a person, that's going to be taken away from you. And when you refuse to, to quit and refuse to, to give up, you know what I'm saying? It, it was just nice to see him come back just to play. You know what I'm saying? Like this man was on, was on close to dying. He was close to having his leg amputated. You know what I'm saying? To go from that to possibly having to leading the Washington football team to their first playoff appearance or winning the division is amazing to me. Um, 
Shout out to Alex Smith. Shout out to his wife. She stepped up. Uh, if, you, if you read some of the stories out there, she played a big part as well. Um, just across the board, just a refusal to quit. You you can never you can never fault anybody for saying you know what to hell with y'all. I, I ain't going out like that. So shout out to Alex Smith. He if there, he he in my opinion is a comeback player of the year for anything, but he did the damn thing this year, no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I've known Alex Smith for a while ever since he was back in the Niners. He's you know went, then went to the Chiefs. Now he's on Washington Football Team. And you know, Bryce, you sent me some pictures about that. You know, looking at his leg. You know, because we've seen a lot of guys in any sport get injured, and that's it, right? That's that's all she wrote. You know, or at least they come back, and it's just kind of like, well, you know, it's not the same thing. But the fact that they do have a chance to go to the playoffs, Alex Smith. You know, football. You know, you use your legs. I, mean, I know that sounds funny, but I'm just I just want to point that out. Like you use your leg a lot, especially for a quarterback, how much he he might have to roll out. So the fact that he's one is some people have traumatic experiences. The fact that he's still playing, and he's played in seven games. Some people don't even want to touch the football again. They're so terrified of what might happen, especially at an NFL level when you got 300 pound, 280 pounds, you know, pure muscle coming at you. So the fact that he can be composed and still play, that, that I do find that to be inspiring for a lot of for a lot of folks. And to to leave with that, Carmelo Anthony, this past year when he came back to be on the Portland Trailblazers, played a big part in the role to making the playoffs and then perform well in the playoffs. I know that their bubble experience was a little bit you know less than we maybe anticipated. But Carmelo Anthony has kind of, you know, after, you know, having an okay stint, you know, a little bit of time with the Oklahoma City Thunder and then like a small 10-game thing with the Rockets, you know, people kind of written his career out. But then he, he played and he still is now for this year. Carmelo Anthony is on the Portland Trailblazers and he's, you know, playing, you know, playing it out. He's 36, 37 years old, still balling. And he's still, you know, an integral part of the Portland Trailblazers team. Not just the guy who comes off the bench and Melo's still playing. He's actually a key part of the organization to perform. Man, having Melo back in the league just felt like it was it, it felt like it, it was a it was a wrong being written right. He should have never been out in the league the first place and the fact that he came out and, and played the way he did just showed the rest of the league that hey, he was not done. Melo growing up for me was one of my favorite players. I, I'm not even from New York and I became a Knicks fan. You know what I'm right. saying? I don't know why I did that to myself because I, I, I'm, st- <laughs> I'm sticking with them right now. But um, I became a Knicks fan because of him and Amari Stoudemire. You know what I'm saying? So to see Melo come back and just do what we all knew. All the Hoopers, all like the basketball fans, we all knew. We all knew what he had left in the tank. We knew the jump shot mid-range was still very real. You know what I'm saying? We knew the the, the, the baseline jump shot was still very real. You know what I'm saying? We knew he could still give the team 15 in his sleep. We knew what game Melo had. You know what I'm saying? It was just nice at the league. And even Melo, to a certain extent, knew that he had to kind of change his game or play a, a bit, you know, differently. But it was nice to see him adapt and prove everybody wrong. All right. There was a couple times, you know, during the playoffs and even during the t- season where he'd go off and hit about eight, seven, eight in a row. He did that uh, during one of the games twice against the Lakers. He won one of those games. He lost the other. But... You know, he performed, you know, his his role to what he's supposed to be doing, and, and that can never be underlooked. You know, everybody is no important, doubt, especially for a guy at that kind of caliber. Uh, and then, yeah, we're talking about a future Hall of Famer here, man. Melo, big dog. Absolutely. I mean, he he came out in 2003 draft, you know, one of the greatest draft classes in, in history and lived up to his expectations. 
he does not have a ring on his finger. Um, I'm not sure if that will change, but the fact is he's a elite level Hall of Fame all time all time player, and I and I think he gets he you know he deserves credit. I I, I mean I, I'm not I'm not gonna say I'm a huge Melo fan. I wasn't like you know back there with the Nuggets and the Knicks. I have been with the Portland Trailblazers, and I know who he was. I was never a, a Melo hater. I just wasn't a big fan of his at the time. But you know people that know me, I got the basketball kind of late. But I definitely appreciate Melo in his game tremendously. And no doubt. Uh, and then the last thing we want to shout out because we're still on the good. This is all the good things for twenty twenty. We want everyone to feel that despite the negative things that happened, there was a lot of good. And um, I do want to shout out to the NBA and the NHL. They had to stop their season mid. You know, they had to stop it mid season, um, towards the end, especially when the playoffs were picking up, and had to go on until let's see what about four or five months break. But they still pushed through and got their seasons back on and have started them yet again. Um, NBA, NHL, I understand it was kind of stressful, but they did a great job with the bubble. Um, just because, you know, and that, not to knock on baseball, but, we'll, I mean, they just didn't do as good a job as we, as we thought they could have done. But the NBA and NHL, a good thing that happened is when COVID came, they stopped, they got everything right, but they got it set up to, to continue. And I think that, you know, we all had a you know good season watching the playoffs there. And now that they're back, they're back doing their hometown thing, not back in the bubble. No fans, but, you know, you know they still have, you know, let the virtual fans come out, um, and they, you know, it's nice to know that they are they're they're ready to play. I think they handled it tremendously well. I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, the bubble was one of the, it was a very skeptical thing at first. It was weird trying to get used to it, as far as there being no fans. Um, it looked like almost like a like a uh, ex- exhibition game, like a practice game. But I, it was it was easily quickly able to kind of get past that, and it was just basketball after that. It was just hooping, you know what I'm saying? Like it was all all the BS aside, all the fan, all that aside. Like it's it, it was it was a pretty much like a street, like a street, like uh, bu- like hooping, right? It's my team versus your team, mano y mano. You ain't who 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 gonna who gonna come out on top? It was nice to see some guys kind of sh- step up and shine under the lights. We saw guys like. Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo from Miami. We saw guys like T.J. Warren from Indiana. We saw Devin Booker and the entire Phoenix squad step up and go undefeated. You know what I'm saying? We saw Jamal Murray uh, knock down shot after shot to get Denver to the Western Conference Finals. We saw Damian Lillard go insane just to get Portland in to the playoffs. Um, so it was just magnificent. It was honestly some of the best basketball I had seen in a while, to be honest with you. Like, guys were just balling. And uh, so shout-out to them. Shout-out to Adam Silver for, once again, proving he's the best commissioner of all sports uh, for putting that thing right, together. Back. And, and, that, that, and that's something me and Bryce stand very strongly with that. We've talked about the bubble, how it was just hooping, and, and we do appreciate that. NHL did their thing with the bubble. Um, NFL and baseball, mainly they just stick to postponing it their games and I guess um, but besides that it's been a great year Sarah Fuller is a kicker you know the Lakers the Dodgers the Chiefs each got their ring this year Alex Smith and Melo both coming back and playing well after injuries or being out the league um, you know Becky Hammond stepping up for the Spurs and just the protesting as a, as a whole unit trying to you know help you know help this country you know be where, be where it used to be you know or help get, improve it always improving it and you know just being more than being more than sports really you know sports help unify us i think all as a whole 
you know, as much as they are just athletes, they definitely have an effect on the entire world, though, and and our country as as a whole unit. You know, they 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 step up and provide in the community, and it's important that they do that. Sports are a way that we unify ourselves with each other. You know, they help settle differences, and so I think that that's been a big thing to help sports, and that's all the good things that has happened for us in 2020. I couldn't agree more. Right, and so with that, we'll move on to bad uh, you know like I said the, the the NBA and the NHL did a good thing with the bubble but the reason they had to go into the bubble is because of COVID so we're gonna talk touch on that real quick first um, COVID affected sports just as much as it affected every single part of our lives and that we, we do want to address the bad um, baseball NFL NBA NHL golf I mean every single sport you can think of that had it had anything going on it affected um, I mean, in, in the U.S. alone, I know it's, it's still affecting millions of people, over you know three, four hundred thousand deaths, um, and people sick as well. You know, Bryce, you had two scares. I know during that, I, I, I never finished if that was a false positive from a few weeks ago, but I know twice you had to be out for that. My brother might have thought he had it. I had the stomach flu last week, but you know, I even thought that I might have had it. I might get tested, but I'm, I'm okay now. But COVID kind of jumped up on us and we we knew it was in china about december january and you know it made some it made some appearances in the u.s but then you know towards the end of february march when it started to pick up and at that point it was almost kind of too little too late to try to make anything of it and it stopped everything as a whole and that's really where 2020 started taking a turn for the worst i mean after i mean amongst other things but i think i think that just makes it kind of real too about how much you know I think how blessed we are really to say that we do have sports because, you know, they bring out, I mean, they may have the best and worst of both people, you know, but it's one of those things that, you know, the reason we have this podcast is because we are so passionate about sports and, and that's something that we want to share with the people. And COVID really stopped a lot of stuff that I, maybe people weren't ready for, you know I mean? They were all trying to figure out how we're going to handle this, you know, people getting sick left and right and they still want to enjoy their sports and COVID affected every part of it and we we've touched on that many times how COVID was you know you know you know basketball done baseball done or baseball i guess started to negotiate how they're going to get through this nfl everyone was worried about if they're going to play there was petitions signed by different college teams that made sure they want to have their season there was a lot of mixed feelings about should we continue to play should we not how if we do play how is this going to work um you know there was a lot of different ideas thrown around, and it really affected us a lot. I was upset because, you know, I was really hoping to, you know, basketball season was just going through, you know, baseball was getting started, which I'm a you know, big fan of both. And then, you know, we were all worried about what was going to happen with the NFL. And I definitely think teams handled it well, but I, I think we were unaware of how much that was really going to affect our lives and how much it was going to affect sports. Yeah, I mean, you think about it, one moment – you're 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 hanging out with your friends at, at a club. The next moment, you're wearing a mask in a supermarket. Like, <laughs> it's you know what I mean? It's it's like it's like what happened? You know what I mean? It was just so it was such an abrupt and quick and sudden change. And sports was no different. I mean, one moment you're seeing Rudy Gobert joking around at the press conference, touching all the microphones. Next thing you know, he catches. Uh, he's the first NBA player to, to publicly catch COVID or be acknowledged that he caught it, and the season gets shut down. It's like, whoa, 
You know what I'm saying? Like, what's happening here? You know what I mean? And Absolutely. it sucks. It sucks because COVID, for whatever whatever your opinion on COVID is, I don't could care less. Not yours. I'm just saying people in general. I could care less. But it did expose a lot of things. Not only, not only about people, but about just our world in general. You know what I'm saying? And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And and and, the re- and and there's a reason why it's in the bad category because the, the things that it exposed necessarily aren't the best people, things. People, I mean, you know what I mean? Change. I mean, then, then, I mean, but like this whole debate now, like mask or no mask, you know, is it real or not? You know, people, some people believe it's a hoax. I mean, it's just, I mean, I, I remember, I mean, everyone's got a story when you get to somebody's house about I was at the supermarket, I was at the pool, and this person was saying this, and you know, I, you know all there's just with COVID. And even to toss in there with with the with the racial injustice that was happening, all th- those happened at the same time. That's another bad thing was the whole racial injustice thing that, that that happened. Those happened at the exact same time. So at the same time, we're saying, look, we need six feet of distance between these people. We need masks on everybody. And and unfortunately, so, I mean, I, I'd like to say this. Hopefully, it doesn't come off too strong. But you know, Trump was late to respond in the whole mask thing. I mean, he was about two weeks late, which to re- which to me is what caused such a big outbreak in the U.S. But that's a whole political aspect. Anyway, the whole racial injustice thing all happened at the same time. So now we're protesting, you know, being all next to each other when yeah, we're trying to wear masks, which, you know, at my protest, there were a lot of masks. So, you know, I appreciate everybody who came out. We had a nice, good protest in our in our area. And, you know, that, I mean, that so COVID, I mean, COVID and and the racial justice affected everything all at the same time. And it really brought out the good and the bad of most people. I mean, there was honestly, for me, for people who don't know, I have um, black brothers and sisters. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of, you know, effect. You know, there's a lot of people who we're no, we're no longer friends with or, or just stuff that, you know, affected relationships with because of how people see things. And, um, you know, even though that may not be 100% related to sports, it brought out how important they are. I think I mean I mean COVID affected those things that bring us together, and, and it just it affected the world so dramatically. It affected just the way we I think we acted as humans. It was it was a I mean this is this is a big deal that happened uh, that happened to a lot to a lot of people and affected a lot of us, and it just it just started this whole big separation of how people are. It was I mean, it's incredible in, in a bad way, but. And, and and also not to mention COVID also and people I don't think people realize this COVID actually canceled the Olympics right. like we were supposed to have an Olympics this year no one really no one really is talking about that no one really you know really that kind of got glossed over glanced over but we were supposed to have a, a whole an Olympics thing this year and that got wiped out so you're talking about athletes who literally train. For years, my, and most of them don't even get paid for this one moment, and then that got ripped away from them. Delayed. Uh, it it, it, it sucks. I, I felt for them. Trying to have in twenty twenty one. Or delay, delay. Right, delay. Uh, but uh, it's still it's you know obviously the Olympics for a lot of athletes is like their their chance to really you know make their moment financially, leg from a legacy standpoint, everything. So the fact that they had they had to get delayed for yet another year, you know, 
Right. So when you know that sucks. You know what I'm saying? That sucks. Tom Hanks. I know he got kind of off rip when that whole thing started. When it started to really spread. Um, You know, people had to. You know, people lost their jobs. They couldn't go to work. You know, it it shut down businesses and and sports. People were just affected. I mean, there's a couple. There's a couple athletes that did. I mean, Rudy Rudy Gobert is kind of when that whole thing happened with Donovan Mitchell. And I understand sports people may have money, may be able to get you know help, but they're just as much affected as, as we are. Maybe it doesn't feel that way, but just for it to stop sports, I think you know just hurt a lot of people. We were, but when they came back on, it really was nice to see the, how that helped. But that was just a that was just a bad moment that still is continuing to this day. COVID. Um, another thing we want to talk about is I mean I kind of touched on this, but we'll give it its own thing. Is the well. Well, before you before we shake off the COVID thing, it also exposed a lot of uh, it exposed a lot of athletes got exposed in as well. Whether it was true, true, um, true. right, there was a lot of baseball. Whether it was home games because of people getting you know testing positive. Right, you had you had the incident with the with the uh, with the with the Cleveland uh, Indians pitchers. You know what I'm saying? And what it was a Mike Clevenger and Zach Plesac. Yeah. You know what I mean? Who was the uh, going out without a mask. You had the incident. Nationals. No, I could, no, I, no I could, I'm sorry. Could, he's for the, the Dodgers. Um, he. he yeah, he, he tested positive. Justin Turner. He was I bet, yeah, just about to say him. Controversy about whether that was the right thing to do um, after winning the World Series. I remember that. You know, we talked about that on the air. If you check out a couple of podcasts ago. But anyway, continue with. I mean, you got Dwayne Haskins, who just who just lost his job because he broke multiple COVID violations and showed immaturity, like. This year, like I said, it's just a lot of people just got just put on front street. Lou Williams, <laughs> Lemon Pepper Lou, right. doing what he did. You know what I'm saying? In the, in the bubble. Daniel House. Um, it's a lot of guys who just did not handle this properly. And it just it was a bad look for a lot of guys. A lot of guys, it was a it was bad look for a lot of guys. Every hundred years we have a, we have a, a pandemic, but... I think it just you know re, you know brings us back to the point of we may not be ready for pandemics in the future, but also you just got you got to perform. And I know it sounds weird, but you, know, you got to play your part. If you don't if you don't wear a mask, you know I, I don't agree with that. But you know just just be respectful to people that do. And you know obviously to go in somewhere you're gonna have to wear a mask. You know if it's mandated, so just respect that. But you know be smart about it. You know I understand athlete. You know athletes. You know at first we were kind of sour about that. I remember um, there was that guy in the Seahawks who got kicked. Did you address that already? Yeah, you addressed that. Um, you know, for letting people, you know, letting two people come to his room, you know, sneaking people in, getting got kicked. Oh yeah, you know, forgot about him. So, you know, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he he lost his job with the Seahawks for letting people in, you know, breaking rules. So I, th- it, it, it got better as it went along, you know. But that's how much it affected sports. I mean, people thought they could still do the same things, and you know, I it was a big deal. That you know, it affected all of us, including sports. Not just the fact that they didn't play, but they had you know, play with a lot of restrictions. So I do, I do shout out to some of the guys that had to be in a bubble. You know, I know Paul George had depression with that, but it, it's a, I mean, that, that really put a that put a sour thing on the entire year. I heard a lot of people. So all the people out there that are recovering, you know, we wish you the best. People that are out there, you know, stay safe. Uh, we're not ending the podcast. I'm just letting you. Know, I'm just throwing that you know that uh, public service announcement out there where glass sports are back but another thing I, I do want to touch on if that's okay Bryce is I also want to touch about the racial injustice that happened um, with George Floyd 
Uh, you know, that, that was a big thing that started. Um, who's the other guy? Uh, I'm sorry, I can't remember his name. The Ahmad, uh, Ahmad Aubrey. Um, Ahmad Aubrey. As well, there was just, you know. Yeah, we, we started with the, uh, the Taylor. protesting in sports, but the bad that was with it is just the fact that it happened in general. We're You know, the good thing was that people started protesting, but the bad thing is just, you know, that, that was really not, you know, with COVID at the same time, really just let a lot of let a lot of bad marks on this year. I mean, the fact that we still have racial injustice is an issue. You know, we really wish more people were people were more, you know, open minded to that. Um, you know, we're glad with with all the processing that happened, we're glad with the athletes what they did to take place in that and how sports, you know, kinda came on the pedestal. But it, it is sad and you know, uh, shout out go to ghost uh, not shout out, but you know, our, our, our prayers go to all those families who lost people. Because even when, after the protest with George Floyd, it still continued to happen, and that that was really just the worst thing. I mean, it just I mean, and then there was um, other people who made, you know, other athletes who made controversial comments about it. You know, we'll get into that a little bit later, but um, you know, I think people just need to really, really understand how important it is that we are all created equal. You know, we may not live equally, you know, different social classes, different countries, but as far as being a human, we are all equal. You know, I understand there's black and white, but in reality, something my dad used to say is we're all still just one race. It's the human race. You know, sure, there's black and white, but we're all humans. That is something that we're all the same with. And the fact that we can be, people can be treated that way, which, Bryce, I mean, I guess you would know better than I would because I am white. Um, I, I mean, if you have anything you would like to say. No, man. Um, I, I, it was, it's a side to America that tries to get hidden, that people try to turn a blind eye to, that people just, quite frankly, wish would go away or that they just wouldn't, you know, turn their television off. But it, you can't because it's real. And it's 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 the, it's the life that we live. It's a life that we did not choose. But yet, we have to live it no matter what. And it was uh, unfortunate that, yet again, in 2020, you know, it, uh, for, once again, the execution of you know African Americans had to be played out live and in color in front of everybody. Um, ho- hopefully, as the future goes on and as the future generations get more and more tolerant and more kind to each other, that this kind of stuff and will go away. Um, but it's sad to say that I don't see it stop stopping anytime soon. So, you know, COVID affected sports. Stop sports. You know, had to adjust the way we live our life. It affected every part of it. You know, the racial injustice movement. You know, that that's a sad thing that we still have to live with that we're working on. But and but more to sports related, to me, one of the biggest things. And this and this just kind of this was the tip off of, of 2020 was Kobe's death, which was uh, we're gonna again we put in the bad category. Um, Kobe Bryant. His helicopter, you know, there was a big, you know, about his, you know, they thought they were gaining altitude, but they were losing altitude. And then his helicopter, during a weather, um, you know, bad weather, eventually crashed and killed Kobe Bryant and his daughter and um, some other people that were with him at the time. And I think that really, that really tipped off a lot of bad things to start with. And in the sports world and just 2020 as general, uh, an icon, he was, he was in his 40s. Just, just barely forty, right? Forty-two. Uh, you know, longtime Laker, Hall of Famer. Ooh, uh, that was that was. Tra- I mean, that was that was. A surprise. I don't know about you, but I was sitting watching TV, 
uh, I can't remember if we were necessarily watching the news. I think we were watching a TV show. And uh, one of my brothers and sisters came up and said, Kobe Bryant died. And, you know, I was just kind of like, like, whoa, like, is that that weird stuff that you hear on the news? And we actually switched onto the news. I, you know, hit it Google, Snapchat, you know, checked everything. And sure enough, you know, that was a hit to the face that he did pass away. I don't know, Bryce, if you remember your moment where you were at when that happened. Yeah, so um, I, I'll never forget. It was a Sunday. I was at work. Um, and uh, the one of my coworkers, he was like, "Hey, Kobe died," and I was like, "You know, it, it was like what? Like that was that was the last thing I was expecting to hear. That kind of caught me off guard. I was like, what? So we, so he goes on, um, he pulls up whatever article he was found, and they was, I think it may have been ESPN or TN. I don't know what site he was on. Um, and he's like, "It's a Kobe." Died. I was like, "Whoa." So I checked all my sources, all my sites that I like to like re- reliable. I checked Twitter, and it was true. And I was just like, "Whoa!" Because it it, it was it was the last. It's crazy to say that was the last person you expected because I really didn't expect anybody to die in a in a plane crash or a helicopter crash. I'm sorry, but the fact that it was Kobe was just like man. And what made it even weirder, Eric? What made it even strange was. I got a friend, right, who lives in California, right? He never posts on social media. I mean, when he do, he posts, like, music-related stuff. He's a producer and whatnot. But he, either that, he rarely posts actual, like, content of him doing stuff. But for some reason, that particular day, he did. And he posted what the weather looked like, what the fog looked like that day. The day that, you know, the crash happened. And it was the thickest fog that I had ever seen. Like, you couldn't, the, the, everything he showed you, you couldn't see anything. Like, it, it was just fog, nothing. I'm like, wow, it's fog is thick that day. And that was before I got messaged that Kobe, the crash. So, from seeing that image of, of the fog being that thick to later finding out that that, that, that contributed to them crashing, yeah, it man, all kind of added up, unfortunately, and it sucked. Yeah, the man you talked to either the number one or the two greatest players that ever played, ever, ever pick up a basketball. Um, and, so, you know, we can talk a little bit more, but I just want to shout out. He's an 18-time All-Star, 5-time NBA champ, 12-time All-Defensive team, 4-time All-Star MVP. He's got one MVP award for 2007-08 season. He's a 2-time scoring champ, 15-time All-NBA team, 1996-97 All-Rookie team, and a 2-time Finals MVP. He averaged 25 points, 5 five rebounds and 4 and about almost 5 assists per game, shot 44% from the field. He's got a player efficiency rating of 23, which is really high for an entire career. He played 1,346 games. He accomplished a lot. A lot of stuff. And he is, I mean, it's it's kind of one of those things, you know, how we look, you know, like, you know, 10 years, you know, 15 years from now when LeBron and Kevin Durant, kind of all these guys out the league. And that was kind of the same thing with, I mean, you know, obviously those guys are still in the league, but Kobe, when he left, I mean, that was, I mean, Dropping sixty points on his, you know, and I don't know if people said they were just giving him those shots. I, if you watch the game, I don't think he was. They were just giving him shots. He still had to drop sixty points on himself. Um, and then, and that was that was the, to me, one of the worst things. The way that it started. I mean, just because I'm not saying that COVID, you know, is lightly, and neither was the racial injustice, but an icon who, and he was, you know, I know there was this whole allegation, of, you know, of, you know, maybe bad things that happened in his past, but as far as I'm concerned, when everything was 
over. I mean, he was he was a great guy, and then you know he had a, you know he left his family. You know he when he when he died. I mean, there's there's still family that he has, just like anybody else. Yeah, that 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 made it worse. When you found out first, we found out it was him. It's like, all right, this is bad enough. And then to find out it was, you know, Gigi was on his plane, his daughter, and there was other people, other children on the plane, and, and their parents. It was like, oh, you got to be kidding me! Like it was just one, one, you know, hit after another, man. And we're still recovering from it, man. It, it, it set a, it set a very ominous and bad tone. For for 2020, you know, it kind of reminded me, not reminded me, because I, w- I wasn't there when it happened, but it kind of seemed kind of similar to the to the 80s, and because for people don't know, in 1980, John Lennon, one of the greatest musicians, songwriters of all time, a member of the Beatles, he died to start the dec- like to kick off the to kick off the 80s, kick off the decade, he died. You know what I'm saying? This is like, and it kind of felt like that, like man, an icon of this magnitude dies in a horrific way 2020 it made sense why 2020 for people who believe in this kind of stuff it made sense why 2020 um, was what it was when this stuff happens it, it affects us all, all you know i mean i mean 1972 to end the year you know i mean uh, roberto clemente when he died you know he's a real big baseball player back in the day um i mean december 31st right before you know the new year to to kick off which probably you know those clouds probably moved into New York where the Clemente's plane crashed and he died. And he was a big icon, I know, for, for you know, Latin America and, and their, you know, affected the baseball world. So it, when athletes die, even, I mean, it's just, it's just I think it reminds us, though, they're, they're just normal people as well. You know, and, and it's hard to, to, to take those things. Uh, and Kobe Bryant was just a big thing. I mean, that, that to add that with COVID and racial injustice is just, that made a bad year. That made a really bad year. Uh, but that's all really I really have to say about that. My prayers go out to his family. And then from there, the tragic. Uh, we're gonna start. We're gonna talk about the ugly. And the first thing we want to talk about, which we touched about this maybe episode one, is racist really NASCAR driver um, who quit. I want to say quit. He's a quitter. He's a quitter. Um, so they, thankfully. They have now said, you know, a Confederate flag can no longer be used at the racetrack. You know, college, there's been a lot of, you know, issues about the Confederate flags and you can't use that anymore. So NASCAR, you know, it's a southern thing, more more down the south. And so they said, all right, no more Confederate flags can be brought into the racetrack. We can no longer lift that flag up. That's not going to be a part of it. Racist rarely. Dan decided that because of that, after this season, he was going to quit, retire, but he quit. He was going to quit NASCAR because he did not like that. He did not like the the fact that a rate to me at least, I don't care what anybody else thinks, a racial, a racially offensive flag can be waved because that because you know everyone now has this whole debate of what I it represents the freedom to wave a flag. Why 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 do you want to wave something that you know offends other people? You know you, you want to say it's, it's respect to my freedom. Great. That I think that flag represents nothing but negative things. I don't care how you look at your freedom. Your freedom to what support the fact of like white supremacy still. Like I, I mean, I, you, I mean, I don't understand the whole gibberish of I have a right. Yeah, I get it. you. You have a right to hold a gun too. I, I don't. I mean, 
cool, but like the flag represents a gun is something you have a right to hold. The flag, which you have, I guess, the right to wave, just has negative connotation with it. That flag was, I mean, I, I mean, I don't think it's, I mean, Bryce, maybe you have a better thought, but the flag was used by the Southern people when they seceded from the Union, and then we had a civil war about that, which mainly was also about slavery too. Amongst other things, they didn't like the North, but I'm just saying that's what. I understand it may represent different things, but that's what it means. I think people just need to be aware of what the public eye means. I mean, in this instance, I understand if it's like, you know, religious things, how like the Bible's in the public square, people don't like that, and it's like, who cares? But the fact that that is like a racially insisted thing, whether you believe that or not, he went on and quit because of that, which, I mean, he can he can just eat that. That's, that, that's just, as we say, ugly. Bryce? Yeah, uh... The, it's it's weird when my nemesis uh, Ray uh, Ray Cicerelli my my the 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 Joker to my Batman the the Lex Luthor to my to my Superman you know he's my number one arch nemesis uh, when he retired you know I retired you know what I'm saying like I'm like well if Ray if Ray can't race anymore then what am I gonna do with the rest of my life. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, if he, being the great driver that he was, you know what I'm saying? And with NASCAR being the number one sport in the world that it is, you know what I'm saying? I was just like, I, I just did not know what to do from there. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. it was hard. It was a hard losing him and, and losing everything that he meant, you know what I'm saying, to just my life personally, right. you know. Uh, right. he, he, he was one of, to me, the best... Uh, what, like sports figures we've ever had. He was right up there with, with Bobby Boucher from Waterboy. Um, uh, with with Happy Gilmore. You know what I'm saying? Like he's right. he, he's one of the quintessential... When you think of racist Cicerelli, you think of championships. You know what I'm saying? You think of premier driving. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I don't know, man. When he retired, and in fact they retired because of the flag, I was like, come on. I was like, Ray, come on. Come on, man. It's it's just a flag, man. It just has an X on it. You know what I mean? Like if you if if the X is what makes it cool, just go get a D Generation X flag. You know what I'm saying? Pretty sure Triple H, Shawn Michaels, they got a, they got a couple flags hanging around. You know? If that's what makes you keep driving, if, because if that's what make you retire, you know what I'm saying? Because we want you back. We need you. The the sports worlds need Ray. You know what I'm saying? So the fact that he car retired because he couldn't wave his flag anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like the like he couldn't wave his flag. Like the British are coming or something. Like because he, he couldn't do that. He he left, man. It, it left uh, it left a piece of my heart, man. It's just I, it's just empty, you know. And and it has yet to be fulfilled. So, Ray, wherever you are, you know what I'm saying. I, I hope you I hope you got enough flags for me, you, and the rest of the world. You know what I'm saying. You can collect all the flags you want. They can be Confederate flags. They can be, you know, different uh, color flags. You know what I mean? They can be six flags, eight flags. I could care less. You know what I'm saying? Just whatever you do, just make sure the flag, make sure you wrap the flag around the pole. Make sure you shine the pole real tight. Do that real tight for me, Ray. You know what I'm saying? You can sit on top of that and they can stick it up you know where. In case any of you don't know, Ray was is ranked like... 33rd, I think, at his best, at, at his best ranking. Um, 
he's not that great as a race car driver, period. So that's just um, something to leave y'all with. Anyway, that that's just sickening. Um, and you know, the whole Bubba Wallace thing, I just, it's disgusting. Really, it's just, it's just ugly. I mean, for a dude like that, I mean, come on. I mean, we still about the, we're talking about the flag, right? Not not the flag. We're upset over the flag. That's he it. has finished in the top ten one time, once out of thirty races. Top ten once, and he was not ever in the top five or one. So, you know, who knows? And that was in two thousand nineteen. One time he finished in the top ten. I don't even know why he was still racing anyway at that point. So, Casey didn't ca- catch um, Bryce's you know thing there. That was all sarcasm. He, I don't think everyone realized he left the sports. In fact, I don't even think he was in the NASCAR. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Congratulations, like- to, congratulations to the world that we that we do not have to have him there anymore. I, you know, even if you listen to this podcast, you know, I'll feel right up there with them. You know, you, you call me, text me if he wants to, and be like, "Bro, that's that's cold." Like, no, nah, bro, you cold. That, that's that's all I have to say. I, I don't even want to think about that anymore. But yeah, he was so irrelevant. Apparently, um, when his uh, when uh, when his family was at was at the store, somebody came up to him and was like, "Hey." Uh, th- they say, "Hey, racist Aureli, uh retired," and it's and they were like, "Who?" So even they were like, even they, you know, even they were were you know unaware of, of his stature. So yeah, but um, because I don't want to give him any more airtime. Uh, but it's a nice list, man. It's a nice list. A lot of ugly people this year. It's a lot of people who just showed their true colors. And I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a quick list, Eric. If you if you, if you so allow me to real quick. Yeah. First off, Kelly Loeffler. Loeffler, Loeffler, could care less how you pronounce it. Um, she's a U.S. senator. Actually, she's about to do participate in the runoff, the the voting runoff that's currently happening in Georgia. Um, but she, uh, who she has a, she's the owner uh, or police part owner of the Atlanta Dream for the WNBA, and she was one of the people who was protesting the WNBA promoting Black Lives Matter. She was very anti-Black Lives Matter. Sent the letter out. Did all this extra stuff. The WNBA players being the the the, the uptight, not the uptight. I'm sorry, but being the leading um, law law uh, biting and just being the beautiful women that they are. They're always on top of this type of stuff. Always the first ones to head in. Completely, her own team even turned their backs to her as they should. Um, just. It's ugly. Just that was just ugly. You know what I'm saying? Like she, she didn't want to promote back lives. She didn't want to do all that. You know what I mean? I'm not sure why. It, it wasn't a, a bad thing. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, Kelly Loeffler, you gotta go. Ugly, 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 ugly. Uh, next up on the list, Reds broadcaster uh, Tom Brenneman. Uh, T- Tom, by the way, spelled T H O M. So he tried. He was he was that guy in high school. Um, right. He used an, an anti-gay slur on air during uh, a Cincinnati's game. Uh, during like August of this past season, so yeah, get him up out of here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the days of us d- disrespecting one another, using slurs and to 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 put down and demean other people, them days is over with. 
And I guess Tom Brenneman didn't get the memo. But well, when he got fired, he got that pink slip in the mail. He got the memo then. So get get Tom. Sorry, but get him up out of here. He, he has to go. He got to go. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? It's, 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 a, it's a long list, man. It's a long list, man. Uh, first, uh, the now the, the the Red Sox, right? They have they had a little 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 scandal that happened this year. And you already know that me and you, being the St. Louis Cardinals fans that we are, we don't give a damn about the Red Sox as it already is. So the fact that they got caught up caught up in a scandal, hey, the entire Boston uh, Red Sox organization, hey, trying to get y'all up out of here as well. Flat out ugly, you know what I'm saying? Just flat out ugly across the board. And next, on top of that, the main area we're going to talk about is the Houston Astros. You know what I'm saying? Eric, go ahead and take it away with the Houston Astros. Okay, so the Houston Astros, you know, congratulations to the fact that they lost to Washington Nationals in 2019, even though they cheated. So they still lost despite cheating. That is hilarious to me, actually. But the whole scandal that really opened up, if you haven't watched the videos on YouTube, you can check them out. About the whole cheating thing that they've done in 2019, that really opened up in 2020 with the whole what was it the trash can, right? So they were, what they would do is they were they were stealing signs from the camera out in center field. If you've ever seen the Astro Stadium, and then from there they used the trash can as you know the trash that they are to signal to you know I guess what pitch was going to happen, um, you know what, what was going to you know. Based on the signs, they could you know kind of get get a gauge on what kind of pitch was going to come to them, and, and how they were working those you know different kind, you know pickoffs and anything you could do. The, the catcher kind of makes that whole thing, and so they are reading that whole thing. Um, the Astros went to the World Series in 2019 and lost to the in Game Seven to the Washington Nationals, which serves them right. Congratulations to Washington getting their first ring. Shout out to Ryan Zimmerman, Steven Strasburg, other everybody else out there. Uh, but that's just. That's just sad. I mean, baseball is probably the oldest American, oldest pastime. That that sport was invented before like every other sport, to be honest, for the most part. I mean, I don't know the exact history, but I know it was before bas- basketball, football, and the, and the, you know, and it's listed as America's pastime because that that was there, before, you know, first back in night. I mean, the first World Series happened in the nineteen hundreds, you know. Um, and that's just that's just not cool. That's the that's not how we do things with sports. They add on to the ugliness of two thousand twenty. Um, so, I mean, you know, this whole, and this whole idea too, it just, it did not go down, you know, there's no blame and this whole idea of like no blame, no punishment too. That's just, that just baffles me. And that's why baseball has so many problems right now. They may, I think, I think more people watch baseball than, than uh, basketball at this point. I, I know there is some sort of transition going over there, but they couldn't figure out the negotiation for 2020 sports after COVID. So I'm just going to let you know about that. But then this whole like Astros thing and the fact that nobody wanted to take blame, there's no punishment. That's just uncalled for. They lost in the league championship series, thank goodness. So shout out to the you know Tampa Bay Rays for kicking them out, um, just so they didn't have to get a ring. Congratulations, Justin Verlander keeps losing. But that's just that's just ugly. I, I don't think anybody wants to. I'm glad that's kind of over, but I mean, just what a disgrace to me to be honest. Because I love baseball. I started playing baseball. That was my first sport that I loved. I really moved on to basketball, but that was my first love was baseball as a sports person. That's just a disgrace to to a lot. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, the entire Houston Astros organization, uh, from the players, whether it was uh, Jose Altuve, um, 
Alex Correa, uh, George Springer, all of those guys. You know what I mean? To the from from the manager AJ Hinch to the general manager Jeff Ludnow, everybody to the owner as well. You know what I'm saying? You guys were ugly this year. Time for y'all to get up out of here. Completely, completely on the ugly list. You know what I'm saying? For years to come. Uh, cost cost the team that I like, uh, the Dodgers World Series a couple years ago. Um, yeah, but just get them up out of here, man. Just get just you you gotta go. All that we're leaving all that negativity in twenty twenty. You're not coming with us in twenty twenty one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um and last thing we want to touch on, uh, Washington football team, not the Redskins, Washington football team. Look, man, I don't care how much money you have, and especially, but if you're in sports, that makes you a public figure kind of automatically, whether you're the owner. Not many people know owners, but Dan Snyder and the whole sexual scandal thing. I mean, that that that's, that really is ugly. I mean, I mean, how can you let yourself become that way? And then, and then, kind of like with the Astros, this whole I didn't know, the owner didn't know, the GM didn't know, coaches they didn't know. I don't believe that, okay? I mean, this stuff that's going around, how do you not know? I mean, unless you really are that out of tune with your organization, which in that case, you shouldn't really be an owner or a general manager. But for these guys to be like, we didn't really know. I mean, it was this guy's fault. It was his fault. It was, you know, pointing fingers at him. You're on the team. You're the owner. You're the general manager, whoever you are in that. Uh, I don't remember the um, – Dan Steiner, he's the um, – is he the – remind me, Bryce, who is he again to, the, to Washington? He's the owner. Right. As you can see, as you can see, I don't care. Owner, general manager, this whole thing of pointing fingers that they didn't know, look, man, that's your team. You own the team. If you're a general manager, you practically run the operations of the team, and you don't know what's going on, what's going around. That, that, I don't believe that. That's, that's just ugly. This, this whole, you know, they have pictures and videos of, you know, sexual things. I don't want to get too deep into that. Um, you know, with different, you know, different pictures of you know, different women, cheerleaders, different things like that. That's just, I don't know why you have the visa in the first place. I mean, if that's your personal thing, that's cool. But the fact that, you know, this was like, some, it was like a shared thing too. There was like a special group that liked to look at it, right? If I remember correctly, that's just, that is not good for sports. That's not good for the world, period. I, I hate that those things have to interfere with the world. But look, man, I understand maybe you didn't ask, but if you're an owner, you probably understand that means you bought the team. So, I don't want to hear like so. You did ask to be in the public eye. You have to maintain it in a certain respect, and that's just not cool, man. Like at all. Uh, yeah, no, no doubt, man. Um, anytime you're in a position of power, there's an obligation that you have. There's a responsibility that you have to treat those who, who I guess that you would deem below you or your employees with some sense of respect. And compassion, and it appears that the Washington franchise showed none of that. It appears to be a very hostile work environment, um, especially for women. Um, I, it sucks that they're that the the Alex Smith thing has to get grouped in with that because right. he's their starting quarterback. Um, but still, nonetheless, man, uh, just just a lot of stuff with them. The fact that they fought changing the Redskins name for so long, even though they knew it, it meant something negative, that left a bad taste in my mouth. It's a lot of things, man, with, with, with Washington, a lot of uh, so, with that franchise. Yeah, so let me just, um, but they're ugly. They're ugly. So it's time for him to go. Yeah. Sorry. We're gonna, I'm going to just put that on Dan Schneider. Forget, you know, let's, let's Alex Mo, Alex Smith have his peace with Washington. That's just the whole Dan Schneider thing. Like, you out of here. And, and, and it will want nothing to do with you. 
that really wraps up the whole thing. You know, we're happy with the good things that happened in, in, in the world. You know, unfortunately, some bad things happened. Those ugly people, that's all the airtime they get. One more thing I want to say is I want to shout out to, to The Last Dance. Uh, you know, it was a real nice thing. If, if any, you know, if any of you watched that documentary, it was real big about Michael Jordan and his, you know, you know, last run in nineteen ninety eight to win the finals. That was that nice little bit of sports that we got that really kind of helped carry over, you know, during the time of no sports. You know, even if you're not, even if you're not a basketball fan, you know, my family watched that. You know, my mom and dad watched that with me. Just you know, not my dad's a sports fan. My mom, you know, she's kind of into it, but you know, she's not really into the whole past, you know, basketball thing. But it was just a good documentary, I think, in general, just to watch. You know, and if you haven't caught that, I think can you still catch on Netflix? I don't know in Mexico if we have it on Netflix. Yeah, it's on, yeah, it's still it's still on Netflix. on Netflix. You can watch it. It's a ten part series, really good about you know the whole you know the whole kind of history of Michael Jordan, the Bulls, and then you know ninety eight how that happened. So we're glad that I was there. That's all the time we have. Shout out to twenty twenty one. We hope for good things to hear. We're still hold on. Uh, before before we before we exit into the to more. the. Yeah, uh, first I'm going to give a shout out to all the legends who um, retired this year. Antonio Gates, um, Maria Sharapova, Eli Manning, Vince Carter, Luke Keekley. Um, he retired early, kind of to shock to a lot of people. Drew Brees. Well, shout out to them for, uh, well, he's well, going to retire. Brees I saw people actually retired retire. right. in the past year. But shout out to all of, all of those guys. Um, shout out to the end of an era, um, the Spurs dynasty. The, the Patriots dynasty, obviously, Tom Brady left to go to the Buccaneers. That was crazy. Um, the fact that, that uh, the like I said, that the Patriots didn't make the playoffs this year. The Spurs made the playoffs last year. Um, it, it was just uh, a changing of the guard that happened in 2020 as well that we saw. Um, but it was cool to see. Um, and with that being said, straight from the horse's mouth, we started. We started in 2020. Um, Eric, it was a privilege to get this. Thank you for helping me get this off the ground. We're gonna keep grinding. We're gonna keep pumping out episodes for y'all. Um, the goal is in within the next couple of months to eventually start going on YouTube, so you'll be able to finally see our ugly faces in real life. Um, it, it, it's just we got a lot. Of, we got a lot. Of, we got a lot of store for y'all. A lot of more. I know y'all guys that like the guest speakers. We're gonna start bringing them them on. Um, maybe add people on down the road once Eric comes back to St. Louis and we can, you know, set up shop here. But a, a lot, a lot's going to go down. we got a lot of big things in store for y'all. But like Eric said, uh, we're going to wrap it up. You can follow me on, on Facebook at Bryce Odin. You can follow me on Instagram at Bryce F- F- SFHM Podcast. Eric, go ahead and Eric tell Bradley him. Eric on Facebook, Eric2320 on Instagram. And this is to a good 2021 here with just the world general and sports. And we'll see you next year. Peace.